On today's episode, Dave interviews Ali Liebgott. Ali's an award-winning author of the books Cha-Ching, The IHOP Papers, and The Beautifully Worthless. Ali's currently a staff writer on Transparent, Amazon's Golden Globe-nominated series. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. I love, I love where I live. I love the apartment. I love my neighborhood. And here's the thing. you got to love where you live. It's true. If you don't love where you live, you don't want to fucking come home. It's true. Where, you, are we in Larchmont Village? We're in Larchmont Village here. We're in Larchmont Village. This is where we are. It's a village. Look at that. There's horses and carriages. There's a well across the street. <laughs> There's a school with screaming children that I love, because I do. Um, the idea of, of, not, of working at a cash register at a grocery store and then being on a television show, not just a television show, it's a pretty happening television show, Transparent is. Don't you think? I read a little bit about what you wrote, and it's like, come on, dream come true. I know. It's, it's so strange that it doesn't even feel strange. Do you understand what I mean? It is so beyond anything that I can even understand that I just feel as if almost nothing has changed. What happened, it seems that the universe that you are living in, you enveloped you, like wrapped its arms around you mm. in a way. I don't know. That's a nice way to think of it. Well, it, it is kind of that where you went, wait a minute, and then suddenly you went, wait a minute. No, this is working out. Yeah. That's why you should get that apartment. Okay. Is it twice your, your rent? It's twice. And your partner? She's, uh, we're both conservative and afraid and fiscally conservative yeah i guess so yeah. and she's a freelancer mm -hmm. and is she working she's working right she's not a freelancer she's a working freelancer i know she's working i know i know i'm i'm you know for me i don't give a shit but i'm just saying i hear so many people talk themselves out of that which is right in front of them because like no i know you brought that filet mignon I eat meat. Um, I know you brought that filet mignon, but I really can't. What do you mean it's for me? He cut down a tree that was so beautiful, what? and he didn't even tell my the neighbor. Land. Your, land, your My landlord yeah. just chopped it down, and there all the birds today are sitting on the wire looking, and we're all, and everyone in the apartment building is looking and saying, where did the tree go? Do you, do you know, do you have any idea why he wanted, he might have cut the tree? Maybe the tree had cancer. He cuts every living thing so he doesn't have to pay anyone to sweep a leaf up. Oh. He is, a, he is his own Pompeii. He He's just covering Pompeii. concrete on everything. Everything. It's so depressing. There's one lemon tree left in the front yard. I don't know mm -hmm. if it will live or die. Um, get out. Get mm. out. Get out. I think you're right. Because it's, it's bad juju. But what if you go from a one-bedroom to a three-bedroom, and then there's no furniture for the other rooms? Do you Here's just say, do you have a drawer that doesn't have anything in it? No. Then how could you have a room that has nothing in it? You'll find something to put in. Oh, fuck, right? God, what a great idea, though. I think I would like one drawer where there's nothing in it. I, I got to tell you, Allie, I have, I have two drawers in this apartment that have nothing in them. Really? Yeah. Is it like a... Like a meditative No, practice. it's just like, I don't have shit. I fucking got rid of stuff. And that's what you're going to do when you move. Because you want to... You, you're, you're in a shedding. You're in a shedding. shedding. You're in a shedding. You're going to shed that. You're going to shed that. You know why you're going to shed that? Because you got to have your arms open for whatever the fuck is coming to you right that's now. That's what Susie Orman would say. Yeah. And I am a devotee. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Okay. That's your fiscal conservative. To, yeah. to She's the only lesbian on planet Earth with money, so I want to listen to her. It's actually not true. Uh, you know what? I, I just guess Ellen. I would imagine Jane. Jane Lynch. Oh, Jane Lynch, right. I would imagine Jane Lynch has money. I bet you're right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a bunch of... I'd say there's more lesbians with money than there, is, than there are gay men with money. No. Um, I don't know. I just thought I'd say it. You're right. Come you're on. Right. You're, right. you're right. You're right. I have no idea what... I'm a straight guy. What the fuck do I know? I, do, I own a flannel shirt, but I never put it on. So what the fuck do I know? I know nothing. 
a good day for a flannel shirt. It's a fucking perfect day. I'd stoke this heater up. How's your heat in your, your old place? We don't have heat. Why are you living in a cave with a douchebag? Maybe we don't think we deserve better, That's David. Oh, good. That's what's happening. Why would we? You know what ends up happening is you start getting Stockholm Syndrome. We're afraid to challenge. The people need to rise up and say to the landlord, it's not okay to deliver Here's a refrigerator with roaches in it. When you said you're delivering a refrigerator with roaches in it, all I kept thinking was it's a Trojan roach refrigerator horse. You know, where it's like, no, here's a gift. Beware of fox anchor husbands bearing refrigerators. Here's the thing about a refrigerator, too. Can't you imagine getting a new refrigerator? He, can I tell you what he said? None of this needs to be on the air, right? It's all going to be on the air. It's all being recorded. If, if, well, first of all, it is a special kind of slumlord that imports roaches into an apartment. It's a Trojan roach horse. It's a troach horse. But he said to me when I sent him the text that said, I just want to let you know that we did not have roaches before. And when I opened the new refrigerator, there were roaches in it. I've cleaned it thoroughly, but I should let you know that. And he said, you know, I, uh, I got to, maybe I should stop buying places from that refurbished or buying appliances from that place. I feel like they're becoming unreliable. And you know, it was only $350 and the new one was only $500. And I was like, why are you telling me that you just didn't spend the $500? That that seems like an inside landlord thought. You don't tell the tenant that you could have spent $150 more and not brought them roaches. No. There's so much... His wife is a Fox News anchor. We don't know if this is true or false. This is my back neighbor. But here's... It's not like you were going to say back knee. This is my back knee. <laughs> this is your back neighbor? My is back that, neighbor. Do, do I have to look, start looking at my back neighbor and go, I don't trust him? Is that something that people do? I, I'm not hip. I can neither confirm nor deny whether my back neighbor may have other problems. <laughs> but... <laughs> She's very upset. And I would be too because... Who's she, your back neighbor? My back neighbors came out one day and a tree that was probably at least 60 years old, flourishing, beautiful, hanging with bird feeders, is now put into 20 garbage bags. And do you know what? One man did it. Yep. He hires this one guy with an... He didn't even have an electric saw. He was there... With an axe. No. I'm not kidding you. No. 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 <laughs> no. Wait, so Let's live... talk about something better. No, no, I, I can't about... stand no, to would... give this guy any more of my psychic oh, no, energy. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What he's doing is he is helping you to shed, to molt that covering called your apartment and get the fuck out of Get France. out of there? Yeah. It's going to be Aren't okay. Are you excited? I'm afraid. And I spent $48 on a black bow tie to wear to the Writer's Guild Awards. And I don't know. I mean, you, you've you probably gone through your whole life having to buy menswear. But I feel like they really get you with the pocket square and the bow ties. Why is a pocket square $30? Someone just told me that they, they almost bought, uh, my friend Yenny almost bought the, her husband Mark a $70 pocket square. I'm going, $70 pocket square? Now, did you do it? I didn't buy the, I bought the bow tie, but I didn't, and I had 20% off, but I didn't, because if someone says black tie, I have a classic streak through me. It's black tie. I didn't even get the long tie. I got the bow tie. What about the jacket and the pants? I have. You have? I have a, I have a tuxedo jacket. I feel like I could get away with the a pair of black suit pants I have with the tuxedo jacket. Mm-hmm. And then I have a plain white shirt. Now, wait a minute. Do you need the ruffled top? You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Take a look at George Clooney when he goes black tie optional. And you're going to see that guy is wearing a white shirt or probably a $900 shirt, uh, you know, and a suit with a, with a, you know, he, you can get away with anything. And here's another thing. He knocked up writer. his girlfriend. What's that? Oh, he's married now. He's married now. What do you think it was? What? Just he got to that age and he's like, I got to fucking finally do it. Well, why her? You, why your partner? 
health insurance. I don't believe it. I well, a hundred. I left an appointment at Kaiser Permanente. We were both on Obamacare. I said I cannot do this to you in a month. I'm going to have Writers Guild, but you're not. I will never let you go to Kaiser Permanente again if I love you. Okay, but two days later, we were married at the courthouse. In four minutes, it was over. The judge was very concerned that we might steal her Bic pen. It was the wedding of the century. It sounds like an affair that I'm surprised I didn't read about it in the paper. You know, in the paper. People read papers, right? There are no more papers. Jesus Christ. Or trees, for that matter. Well, what came first? No paper or no trees? Because i got to tell you something. Paper comes from trees. Or stores. Paper comes from stores. I don't see anybody tearing down a store with an axe. You was your was your episode nominated for a, 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 a nothing. Nothing. You don't even need it's to go. Garbage. Why even go? Why even go? I got more thing? awards working at the grocery store than I have working for Transparent. Which grocery store? What was it? I worked at a very famous grocery store, Rainbow Grocery Cooperative in San Francisco. It is one of the largest. It may be the largest worker-owned co-op in Where America. It? Where? It's in San Francisco on Folsom and 14th. And it's, um, it was founded in the 70s food movement. Mm-hmm. And it was a vegetarian grocery store. I worked there for seven years. Got great health insurance. My partner, who I've been with this whole time, she got the health insurance from me there because they don't care if you're married. But now that gay people can get married, all the fucking places are like, well, then do it. That's what the woman at the Writers Guild told me. She said, get married? She said, you, she said, you have to do it now because it's legal. And I said, are you kidding me? What do you mean you have to do it now? You have to get married? You used to be able to get domestic partner to get the, the, give the insurance. Did you want to get married? No, I don't care about marriage. But I'll have you know, I am a timid divorcee. I was married once. How long were you Like yourself. Yeah. You are also a divorcee, I no? am a divorcer. Oh. Wait, divorcee? Divorcer, isn't that one has a penis and one doesn't? Divorcer? I thought that, I don't know. I've only ever known the divorcee. Is the divorcer the one that initiates oh, the breakup? Oh, I, I thought it was merely a gender thing, not a who's responsible. Were you, oh, there's the divorcer and there's the divorced. Isn't there? Which were you? Were you the one that was like, I'm divorcing I you? I might be the divorcer. Who asked? We actually were annulled because the... San Francisco throughout all the marriages. So luckily, it wasn't even legal. It was more of an emotional. But didn't one of you say, let's stop? I think that was me. Yeah, okay. The way that you, I look at you right now, I could have guessed that because the look on your face is puppy who just pooped the cereal bowl. Oh. Hmm. How were they getting on the table? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have left the cereal bowl on the table for the dog to poop in. Oh. Terrible. I didn't do it. The dog did it. <laughs> Jordy did it. My brother, when I was a kid, we um, he's two years younger than I. And um, uh, I think I was five or four, and Jordy was two or three. And uh, I just learned how to uh, go toilet training. So one day I just went, I can't make it over there. I just can't. So I pooped with my pants right, like, right around the corner from, like, right inside that curtain type thing. And my mom comes out and says, who did that? Who pooped their pants? Who made? That's what we say. And I blame my brother. And? And he, I got in trouble because somehow, for some reason, Jordy's poop ended up in my pants. I'm not proud of that moment at all. How horrible to poop one's pants. Right? I mean, I guess we're all careening towards it as we get older. But we like are, those moments are coming, they're just within reach again. Well, I would also, I, I got to tell you, I've had the poop pants story on the podcast a number of times. I'm not going to repeat it, but um, I've, as an adult, I've pooped my pants. What is your sign, David? Aries. Oh. Right. Right. I tried to change it. What was the divorced sign? Uh, September 6th. That's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you guys should ever be in relationships, Virgos or Aries, in my humble opinion. Ever? Have I just um, alienated one-sixth of your listenership? 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you, and you did the math so well too. I used to teach basic math. <laughs> uh, it was the coolest way, uh, joke uh, that God played on me ever. I had to stay one month ahead of the smartest GED student. That's that's it was a horrible. Do you did you throw them off every once in a while? No, they were. I was like, I'll never forget trying to getting the job and being in the laundromat with the math book and not remembering how to reduce. And just sobbing in the laundry. Why were you? Oh, because oh, I was like, try. I knew I had to start the next day, so I was like, let me look at these books. And so I was in the laundromat doing laundry and looking at the books, and I was like, how do you reduce a fraction? You didn't know how to do that. You couldn't remember. That's worse than an actor's nightmare. Now, here's, my question really is: Who gives somebody a job to teach math when they didn't know that you knew how to do anyone? It? Because you're teaching a lot of times. Um, populations that nobody wants to be around. So either ex-gang kids or uh -huh. pregnant teens right. or whatever. Is this in San Francisco? No, this was in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, uh -huh. who has the single-A team or triple-A team for the Red Sox. And, oh. I think it, I can't remember if it was single or triple-A in Pawtucket. They had a, they had a minor league team for farm team for the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. Did you see them? Watch them? I never did. Uh -huh. But the DMV was right next to the stadium. So why are you telling me that part of the story? Well, that's a bait. One bait. Because I'm in mourning. Because um, it's three months before baseball season begins again. Why is it mourning? It seems like you're waiting. You're in, you're in your last trimester. <sighs> I am lost without baseball. And, and I only ever want the sound of baseball on in the background. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know how to structure my days without baseball. Do you fantasy, fantasy, fantasy league? Hit? No, no, I don't do any of that. I don't watch spring season. I don't see who's traded where. Do you go, have you ever been to a spring season, spring, like down mm -hmm. in Florida or, or Cactus League no. or Grapefruit League? But I was just in Scottsdale two days ago and uh -huh. they told me that's where the Giants uh, play. Yeah. And that I should come back and see a game. Yeah. But I'll never go back to Scottsdale. You don't know that. It's a whole. <clears throat> you don't know that. You You've been that. to Scottsdale. I've been to Arizona. Don't start me on fucking Arizona. It's and their weird, their place. weird fucking governor, douche baguette. She's a douche baguette. But there's the saguaro. Yeah, the cactuses are gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of the people that I that I I've, I've taught there and I've performed there, and they're lovely people. But why do they keep electing asshats? I think there may be a big population of people who enjoy electing asshats there. And dare I say, may move to Arizona to be with like-minded asshat people. Right. right. And I right. wonder how the saguaro votes, frankly. That's a prickly question. Uh, That's why I don't do television writing. I would watch that show. My favorite comedian is Guess Who? That's if I liked the prickly cactus joke, who would be my favorite comedian? Well, be? There's, and there's just so many of them that do that kind of crap. Who is the most handsome of all comedians? Who has the most classic attire? Of all the comedians? Fozzie Bear. Oh. Fozzie right. Bear. Fozzie Hard Bear. working? Nice, good, all around guy? I think you could be related to him. You look at watch ready. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the you highest do. compliment to think yeah. that I may be related to Fozzie. I, I saw I see Fozzie. I see some Fozzie in you. If I only had a Studebaker, it oh, would all be okay. You know what? What this twenty fifteen could be the year of your Studebaker. There's student loans to be paid off, David. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, you have an MFA. No, these are they're my my lady partners. Oh, I see. They're your lady partner student loans. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Pay those student loans off. <sighs> Is it forever? Student loans forever paying off? We may be paying them off. There, I may be too old to drive a Studebaker by the time those student loans no are paid off. No one's too old to drive a Studebaker. I never want to hear you say that again. I'll be pooping my pants in the Studebaker. Then that's what you're going to do because you're driving a fucking Studebaker. Los we'll Angeles will be a fiery pit of hell by right. the time I can drive it. It's raining. Listeners, it's raining, which that's is right. a very amazing thing because it never rains in Los Angeles, yet... 
the last month we've been a little lucky we and we've needed it desperately. I want to tell you what's happening right now, why it's raining. Two things are happening because it's raining. One is I've got clothes on the line drying no longer. They're not drying any longer. And here's another thing. Today, the, the I don't even know how to gracefully say this, the sewage line exploded on the south side of the building and there's sewage sewage there's poop human poop on the side of the building and now the rain is taking care of the human poop on the side of the building Allie, i'm not proud of this i'm not proud of this at all seemed like such a cute building when i came in through the front you did you said and it's a cute i didn't building. smell any sewage well that's the whole thing because it's going to be raining but I told my, my landlord, I was like, you know what? Maybe we'll come by. I'm like, no, you come by today and you send somebody, you send Carlos by today and you have Carlos come and deal with that. Because if it starts to bake in that sun. There's no sun. Right. Thank God. Were you a landlord? Yes. Katie and I, the house that we had in Silver Lake, we had a house and we had a two-story coach house in the back that had a two-bedroom apartment and a studio apartment. But we only rented it to our friends. Were they still your friends afterwards? Yes. Because some would say never mix business and pleasure. We wanted to have a compound where 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 we had like friends come over. Artist and do... types. Yeah. Hippies. Some smoking grass and the such, taking reds, People taking were... blues, taking greens. There was there was mushroom eating. Mm. I did mushrooms for the first time a couple days ago. No. Not for the first time. Not for the first time. For the first time in a long time. Why? Because my friend said I have some, and I said, okay, I got a free weekend in Palm Springs. These things always happen in Palm Springs. Doesn't it always happen in Palm Springs? I've never done mushrooms. I was, I just went right to LSD. I, oh, um, oh don't, no. But I, I don't do any of that now. No. Who has the time? I think you cannot do a hallucinogenic over at the age of 18, in my humble opinion. If you've, unless you've had some sort of amazing life, but for me, if I took a hallucinogenic right now, I would like be thinking about when I was a hostess at IHOP and I'm way too old to be doing that. I, when you, I, you're, what's your IHOP book called? IHOP Papers. IHOP Papers. IHOP Papers. I want to tell you. So, you know, you wish you could go back in time and you, you didn't know everyone was going to name their book like the This Diaries and the That Diaries you and the This You were the paper. one that opened the door I to didn't. all those I op- things. We've, we, none of us opened the door for anyone. <gasps> Listen to that jaded thought. Listen, <laughs> the only thing I want to do is learn how to make miniature dioramas. Of, of like historical scenes? I want or? to do lesbian domestic scenes. Oh. You heard it first here. I want to find a company that I can send a picture of me sitting in different poses and then get that figurine made. And then my pets and just do scenes of my life, like me sitting in bed and my boxers eating a pizza. Well, the dog needs to go out. Uh, In every scene, a miniature television with law and order on it. Blowing your mind right now. Uh, there's just so much going on right now. Now, what's the purpose of that? I really like a diorama. That's it. Is that it? I'll take that. I also have always been obsessed with, um, maybe because I've never had, not I've had nice apartments. That's not true. When I lived in Providence, you could get beautiful apartments and stuff. But because I've always wanted Basically, the bedroom that the sleepy time bears have on the front of the tin. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's behaved. There's a sleeping cap. A parrot sits politely on a ring. A parrot sits politely on a ring. That sounds like something that you would use to teach people English. When I taught people English. Jesus. What we read on the first day. Uh Uh-huh was how no one could possibly ever learn English because English makes no sense. So, like, for example, the word, it would say, it was a joke paper, and it would say, we're going to polish the Polish plate. We're going to, they read 
the red book. Why and just you? like basically, here's the hairball. Have fun. And then everyone says, teacher, why? Da 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 da. And you say, I'm so sorry you're here learning English. I don't. But I'm here for you. I love that. was a, one of the best jobs I ever had. Teaching English as a second language? The best. The best. Because it, my it, students loved me. They wanted to learn. Right. They fucking worked their asses off right. all day long. And then came to, they wanted to learn. It wasn't like they, no one was making them learn. So they came because they wanted to learn English. It wasn't they came so they like, yeah, I got to do the, the GED because, you know, I want to get a job. But this is different. Yeah. They came because they wanted to come. They came, well, eventually they would want to get the GED, but they, they were just so, there were a lot of older women who'd never had the chance to learn English. And um, now they're in their mid-50s. And they're so into it, and they have their little pencil boxes and all their little pencils sharpened. They'd always bring me ceviche. Okay, that's part of why I loved it. Fuck, ceviche. There were a lot of homemade snacks involved. Are you a cooker? No. Do you cook? I'm, I, I can cook some things, but frankly, it's like I'll cut cheese and an apple on a plate. Uh-huh. If left to my own devices, I'll get a two-liter bottle of Coke. And a burrito you every day for the rest of my really life. Food. I, I don't ever want anyone in Los Angeles to tell me there's good food here because I have not found any of it. Really? Take that podcast. Yes, I've been to Jitlada. I don't know what Jitlada is. Jitlada is the sort of $18 uh, pad thai. Pad oh, fuck all that. It was delicious, actually. But It's a lot of money for pad thai. Mm-hmm. Or, or what we call pad thai. But then I went to Bamboo House... And got the $12 pad tie. And frankly, I wished I was having the $18. Uh, and bamboo. I got a haircut today. Let's see. And I'm sorry to my friend Brian Gerges, who works at the New California, my regular barber, who I worked at uh, the grocery store with. Everyone go down to the New California. But, Brian, I couldn't get all the way down there today. So I stopped near my house. Richard cut my hair. Yeah. Richard asked me where I got my tattoos. Uh-huh. Because he wanted to redo the tattoo on his hand. Why? What was wrong with the tattoo? Well, the tattoo on his hand was like a skeleton hand over his hand. Oh, no, no, no. no, And I said, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to do it again. Oh, he wants to He just wanted a better version of the skeleton hand. And then we talked about how painful it is to remove tattoos. That's got to be so painful. That's got to be so painful. I had a friend who had a lightning bolt and she turned it into a feather, which I thought worked really well. But... Once it's on your hand, I think that if you have a tattoo on your neck, you're done. Not anymore. Really? We're on a planet rocketing towards the sun, okay. David. Okay. okay. What's wrong with the lightning bolt? I, frankly, I think she should have stayed with that. You know what it was? It was Friend. a shitty looking lightning bolt. It was uh-huh. a shitty looking lightning bolt. And you know what the feather looks like? Fucking awesome. Not a broken sewage line. Jesus Christ, I thought things were going well. What do you normally ask people? I don't normally ask anybody. Everyone anything. just, we're doing gestalt therapy? Well, I'm going to tell you. I had this person on. I'm, I'm not even going to describe. Don't say the person's oh, name. Oh, well, can I tell you something? What? I just learned of that person whose book you're holding uh-huh. because I'm taking a class on which that person may be an expert. Then you, we can say this person's name. We can. The Message of You by Judy Carter. She was just sitting in that chair an hour ago. So Judy wants to tell, which is great. Judy is... How old is she now? She's probably, she is mid-50s, late-50s. Did she come in with like a bright blue Arsenio Hall type blazer? She came with, uh, she had a green blazer and she had leopard skin uh, blouse on. She looked like a comedian? She looked like she was a comedian and now she she does speeches for people and helps people ramp up their lives. I wish I could have come just 10 minutes earlier and... Oh, really? I mean, I'm reading her book for Which my book? stand-up class, The oh. Comedy Bible. Oh, The Comedy Bible. She was just here. So for me, I didn't have to ask her any questions, but I really, you know, I wanted to ask her questions. I liked her. I liked her very much. She was very informative. We hit it off. Um, but I, I wanted to go, what, what's happening? What's happening? Because right now, I don't... I, I, when I have a conversation with somebody... You can tell me about what you're doing or what you've got to do. And it's so much more, I think it's so much, I, I jump into the conversation that we're having about your landlord. 
Oh. That seems so much more interesting to me. <sighs> when I first uh -huh. looked at the place, I had to make the decision because my girlfriend, we're married, but we don't, I hate the word wife so much, so I just call Why? her my girlfriend. It's just a disgusting word. It sounds awful. She... It's just like a... What did she call you? Uh... We, she categorize, we like, don't, we, we just recently were at a funeral and I introduced her to my cousins as my girlfriend and she, she was like, ah, I, you gotta, I don't want them to think I'm just like this friend who drove you to the funeral. And I was like, I know that, but I want you to know it's okay. Like I haven't seen them in like 30 years, you know, it's, it's all right. But excuse me. I don't know. I'm thinking like legal spouse, ball and chain, a lady friend. I just the word wife is just a gross. What did I she feel call, like what you, did she call you? We just uh, you say wife, and she goes depends oh, who she's talking Allie. to. If she's trying to talk to the bank, it's like maybe like there's places where she wants it to seem more important. So, but we're, we've been together for a long time. So what does she call you? I mean we we call each other like bear. No, that's not what I'm saying. Hair <laughs> pair, share pair. <laughs> I'm not looking for the cute bear, little bear, bearsy. <laughs> You're going back to the bear, Humpty Dumpty. All right, because right. I have this pair of striped pajamas, and with my pot belly, I do look a little like Humpty Dumpty. But listen, I want to tell you, when we moved in, I was I went to go look at the place. It was shithole. When the place that you live in right now? Yes, and I thought I'd already looked at all these places. They were all horrible shitholes. We have these fucking pets, so which means that unless you're a millionaire. You are relegated to live in a shithole. What kind of pets? I have two cats and one dog who is basically a wild dog. I brought this dog home from Mexico. If you look at her next to a coyote, she looks like a wild dog. Do you think she might be a coyote? I think that she definitely has wild dog in her. Because my friend picked up a stray dog. My friend Nia, Nia Vardellis, picked up a stray dog, brought it to her house, Introduce the kids, and then she's on a flight, on a flight, and she looks through this magazine, and she goes, "Oh, that's my dog," and it says coyotes of the north of the southwest. That happens so all the has, time. She yes, has, she's like, "Got to get rid of that." Get the get. She the got coyote. rid of it. Yeah, she she ended up uh, like one of these farm stories, but it was a farm that had coyotes on it. It wasn't like no, we're going Susan, to a farm. We're taking we're taking Buffy to the farm. It wasn't one of those. She's a really sweet dog. That said, she has some issues, like we all do. But so there were no closet doors. And I said to my landlord, Where's the landlord? Are you going to put a closet door? Because I have a hard time asserting myself. And he said, Well, I was thinking beads. <laughs> you want beads? And I was like, Beads? And instead of saying, No, asshole. I don't want beads. I want a fucking door. I said, I just, I don't like the sound of beads. He put this door and it doesn't anyway. But landlord, here and there. But I want to tell you a joke because Judy Carter was just here. Right. So I was taking the stand-up class. I still am. Who's teaching the stand-up class? A man named Jerry Katzman. A Jew. A, I'll say. Yeah. And, Jerry um, Katzman. He's very sweet. Oh, I bet. But stand-up is very difficult. Like, I wasn't expecting this. A lot of people my whole life have said, Allie, you're so funny. Take stand-up. And I've done storytelling and I've done all these things. And then when I actually sat down to do the stand-up, I was like, oh, it, this is hard. And when you go to clubs, I feel like it's the only art form where people wait for you to fail. And there's, like, if you go to a storytelling event, people, the audience, I feel like, is very open and want to hear your story. But when you go to a comedy club, they're like, prove it. Right. And that, to me, is like, <sighs> since so much of humor is surprise, you know, I was like, really, like, it's very daunting. So anyway, we learn these premises that Judy Carter lays out in her comedy Bible, you know, and stuff. And you were writing all these things. And you get up and you practice your premises and your jokes with the class each week and i don't know we have our graduation in a in a month we're performing at pre graduation at, at the ha ha cafe oh in the valley and if you can't make it there i don't know where you can make it so um i was thinking about when you're learning these things 
it's it's in a weird way it's it is a math it's like a formula yeah, yeah, you yeah. know yeah. and so when you're really immersed in learning it it's almost like i remember i took this art class and it was it was learning how to see really and where light is and if you're looking at a leaf where the light is it's not a green flat thing you know there's white and there's brown and there's black and the nuance so when I'd be driving, I now could only see the, because I was training my brain to look that way, you know, so with the art class. And so now with the comedy class, it's like I can only see the world through these sort of like basic joke formulas, you know, like what's hard about being right. alley is, you know, or you know what's weird about being alley, you know? And um, so I thought it would be really funny I'm such a perfectionist that I have immediately stopped enjoying stand-up because it's hard and I can't be perfect in six weeks. Like I want to be Chris Rock now, you know, <laughs> and if I can't, then I'm going to give up, you know, but like the one thing about stand-up that I'm really enjoying is writing jokes for my dog. Or if I could say, um, kind of being, a um, like a, not what is it when you speak for like someone's you're channeling you're like I'm channeling the voice of my dog Got you it. know yeah so her name is Flaka and she came from the Yucatan and I flew her back here at great expense don't ask and she looks like a cross between um, a baby deer and a kangaroo and a dingo she's beautiful and I have a matching tattoo you know down there they or here too when they spay a dog they they tattoo an X on its stomach. So I got a, the same X tattooed on my appendectomy scar so, so that we could always be together because we're crazy. And so, um, but for some reason, like we, my girlfriend and I have these voices we make for the pets, as I imagine many couples yes. do. Yeah. And Flocka's voice has shown itself to us to be, that of, a, we don't know how she got this accent, but we know that it's her voice. And it is that of a sort of, it's very Southern, maybe maybe even Appalachian. But certainly not not south of the border. No, no. So, you know, so Flock has been doing stand-up, but she doesn't quite understand it. So <coughs> she says, um, mm, hello. <clears throat> Are there any other street dogs out there tonight? <clears throat> uh, first time I ever, ever uh, came to a comedy club, it was all dogs. Dogs in the audience and dogs performing. And it was free, but there was a two-bowl minimum. <laughs> Boy, was that distracting. Mm -hmm. People say, why does a dog... Uh, why does the dog not like the mailman? This is a question that has been asked forever. Why, as long as there has been mail, there has been this question. And I think really it is not, 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 not that very hard to understand why a dog might not like the mailman. Have you ever seen a mailman bring a dog a letter? It's extremely painful. It's extremely painful to see him come up the walk each day. And I know I may not be handling my disappointment correctly. Let's talk about globalization. We don't often know about globalization from a street dog's perspective. People automatically want to say globalization's bad. Let me tell you something. I grew up in Playa del Carmen, about an hour south of Cancun. We only had cold tortillas in the trash. When they put in that McDonald's, that KFC, imagine the delight of the street dog to find a french fry, a little chicken McNugget. I'm just saying, consider the street dog when you talk harshly of globalization. Mm. Anyone else in the crowd to not feel like mailboxes, etc., is kind of falling down on the etc. part? A bubble wrap mailer, a glue stick... I feel like maybe a few more things may need to be in that for it to be in it, etc. Have um, you written for your dog? I mean, does it does, when, she, <laughs> when you do when you when you are about to do your stand up, your graduation? 
Are you going to do that? I don't know. I mean, I'm talking to someone about making me a dog suit. That's what I I was thinking. I'm talking about this. I mean, here's the thing about the dog. For some reason, I don't know if it's because I spend so much time in the house with the dog and making these jokes with my girlfriend that the dog thing is so funny to me. But there's, it's so easy for art to become... Um, joyless when you are a like perfectionistic person uh-huh. you know like i grew up writing and i've always written so has it been funny has the the stuff that you've been written has has the stuff that you've written have the humor if you're going to weigh it out is the humor heavier or you know what i mean is there humor in what you're writing obviously there is for, oh in person my not the dog stand up but yes, my exactly. personal yeah 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 it is but it's like i think like in some ways Maybe it's like an autobiographical thing. You don't want to talk about the really like, even though all of those aspects of my life are like in the world, like there's something about being able to be in a character right. that is a little removed from you. But I also think it's amazing to think of animals. I mean, anything could do stand up. Like the curtains could do stand up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This could go on forever. But at the same time, it's going to get old with the curtains doing stand up. I feel that that when, when I go to see somebody doing stand-up, say they do 45 minutes, uh, can you imagine 45 no. minutes? 45 minutes of stand-up. What, uh, the person that I see at the beginning of the stand-up, I don't want that to be the same person at the end. I want that person to take me on a journey. Now, if you're going to do curtains, you know, it's going to be, hey, it's curtains for you, and then you, know, you want to hang around or whatever, like curtain puns. <laughs> um, but I'm looking for something deeper than that. I'm looking... You know, um, have you ever seen Stephen Wright do stand-up? No. All right. So Stephen Wright, you know, he got basically one-liners. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, so he has one-liners. I saw him do 35 minutes. And this is how he ends his show. That's all I got. And he walks off stage. He goes, that's all I got. Because really, it's just a list of his bits. And that's all. But I don't know that I got to know him. Mm. But then again, that's not what I'm watching you know what I mean? What kind of comedy do you like? See, I prefer when I, I prefer less structure. Well, you're talk, you brought up Chris Rock. Mm. So I look at Chris Rock and I go, that fucker's got a really strong point of view. And that I'm, I'm intrigued by. Mm. A strong point of view. Somebody that comes out and tells me who it is that they are and then shows me the way that it's sort of like going to a movie. When I go to see a movie, I want to suspend my disbelief and just go take me on a fucking journey and shatter my world. To shatter my world. And so when Chris Rock's out there, I want to walk out going, what the fuck? Or Louis Black, what the fuck? You know, that sort of thing. Just get so impassioned about it. And Chris Rock's great. It's a great example. Have you seen the movie Top 5? Not yet, no. I got to see that. I haven't seen it yet either. I mean, it is really humbling to watch these. I'm, I'm Netflix, so I've been watching all that. They put out a lot of one-hour comedy specials. Yeah, yeah. And I never watched stand-up before taking this class. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really feel like I have to get this education about, like, who's out there, you know? And so I've been watching a lot of different comics. And it's really interesting. It's like it, you really see how some, uh, like, a huge percentage of the act can't translate outside of the actual room. Okay. Do you know, like, I feel like when you watch it on TV and everyone's laughing, I know if I was in that audience, I would be laughing harder than sitting on my bed watching the, the, is there something about the energy of, I think in most performance, you know, when you're in the room, when you're in that moment, when you're feeling like the energy of each other, right. like it is a, it is a more powerful experience. But, but you've also done this in order to go to that room, you go, Okay, um, Boo Boo, Humpty, whatever you're going to call your wife. Bear Bear. Bear Bear. Um, let's get, we're going to go out. Let's get, you got the keys, great. You're going get, to get in the car, going to find the parking. Let's go out to, you're going to have a drink and go over the visit again. The tickets, please. Here's your seat over here. Lights go down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And like, you get caught up in the whole fucking thing. That does not translate because you want to get excited. It's like going to a, would you rather watch a, a Giants game or would you rather see a Giants game? I think I actually prefer baseball in the home. Oh. But that's only because <clears throat> I I have I like to draw uh-huh. while I'm I, I have a whole situation at home that equates relaxation. Got it. It's a situation. It's a situation. Oh. 
you're in a situation. I can't believe Judy Carter was just here. How many of these do you do a day? I am I mean, I felt special I... for a second. No, you are special. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Rakowski. You did I say it right? Um, I, I have done, you are 191 in two years. So what? I've done 191 of these in two years. Are you kidding me? Not you're me? going to be 191 in two years. No, 191. I, but I'm, I'm bulking them up now because I'm going to be going on a town. I'm going to Chicago and I don't have any enemies in Chicago. And then I come back and I'm going to Miami and I don't have any enemies in Miami. So I'm going to go. Like, Miami. I've always wanted to go. What do you think it looks like? Miami. Disneyland? Sure. That's exactly what it looks like. I love Disneyland. Do you? Love it. I go at least once a year. You do? Yes. And what do you do? So if I say, go to Disneyland, what's the first image that comes to your head of you doing? We run, we get there when it opens. Mm -hmm. We run in. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes I trip because I'm so excited Mm -hmm. and people think I'm developmentally disabled adult because I'm so excited to be there. We go usually right to Space Mountain. Oh, that's your that's your favorite. I like when they wave at you with the big Mickey oh. hands. Or any of the big four finger hands. Oh. We stay 13, 14 hours. Whoa. Until it's not fun anymore. Right. We get every dollar's worth. We have more than one caramel apple. I often get a Monte Cristo. I fucking love a Monte Cristo. Have you ever had the Disneyland one? No. You will never have one until you eat that one in the little uh, New Orleans Square. It's... The plate weighs 50 pounds. So what is it about the Monte Cristo itself that is different than, say, I go to IHOP for the Monte Cristo? Okay. As an ex-IHOP employee, I can assure you there was no Monte Cristo on the menu. Okay. I'm just using that as an example. Maybe you mean House of Pies. Okay. We'll go to House of Pies. Which is near my home. I know. And I have also sampled the Monte Cristo. You know what? I'm going to tell you. It's not a good one. The House of Pies, I don't want to go there. I don't like that place. It is the only place... That I loved when I came to LA at first. And I, and it's like now? a secret universe. The people that are eating in the House of Pies uh-huh. evaporate once they leave those doors, and then are nowhere else in Los Angeles. Until and then they, they go back. back. Yes, until they they reform. That's my jam. I love the fucking House of Pies. What do you think of Cantor's? I like Cantor's. I do like Cantor's. Uh-huh. I equate it with um, feeling rich. Really? Yeah, like if I could go to Cantor's and blow $20 and get the sandwich and the big wedge fries and a cup of coffee. You know who's at Cantor's right now? Who? Judy Carter. What? Yep. She said, I'm going to Cantor's. I'm like, what? Why not Langer's, Judy? You know why? Because she lives uh, She lives in Venice Beach. I'm saying it. And she goes, I used to live around. She went to Fairfax High. She's like, that. I haven't been to Cantor's in a long time. I love going to Cantor's and sitting in the big room. The room next to the kibitz room. Yeah. And I go, I'm in fucking heaven. Like right now. Is she a straight? She said she's in a relationship. She had a wedding ring on, but you know, don't know. She did not. She She did not denote man, woman. She said, I'm in a relationship right now. She didn't say with whom. She didn't say. It wasn't, you know, gender based. It wasn't divorcee, divorcer. No. No, because they're still going out. Why would she bring that up? That was just a note to gender. Note to gender, hope please. The she did not mention that. Um, she might be one of your rich lesbian friends that you think don't exist. You think Judy Carter's rich? Let's talk about whether Judy Carter's rich on your podcast. <laughs> she she we, we talked about it. We talked about it on the podcast. She and I, she makes money. Like she does doing this motivational speech. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only place there's money, huh? No, there's money in TV. I got to stick around, huh? You have to stick around. You're already sticking around. I hope so. Well, you're... I don't want to go back to working at the grocery oh, store. Fuck. Not you that it not, wasn't a good you're job. You're not going back to working at the grocery store. You don't know what will happen to a person. I'm you 43. You do know that Amy Sedaris still works at the grocery store. You know that, right? Which one? She Out in New York. What's it, she, up until at least three years ago, she was working. She had a, a job where she would come in and work in the grocery store. Why? Because she loved it. There is something very nice about being someone's grocer. Um, I just, yes. if it was a living uh, wage and you could get like, all those standing on your feet all day is hard, mopping the floor at the end of the night. Clean up on aisle four? Having a child. Oh, don't. Hand you a half-eaten pear. 
to be weighed and then ask you, are you a man or a woman? 400 times a day is not a nice part of working at the grocery store. How do parents allow their children, America, America, to eat a piece of fruit and then hand that slobbering piece of shit to a cashier? Right. Oh, don't even start me. Don't even start me. Don't even, don't. I travel, I'm in airplanes all the time and I'm thinking, are you going to take care of that child? Or are you going to let that child be, who's in charge here? Who is in charge of that screaming child? Isn't there that, kitty Xanax? It's okay, right? If they take one? Yeah. Nighty night. Benadryl? Right. Oops. Benadryl got in your formula. If it's a formula, I'm going to give it to you. If it's an infant, fine. But if your kid is a screaming three-year-old, you're a fuckface for not dealing with your screaming three-year-old. See, all my friends are having kids now. I'll never have a child because I have a dingo living in my house. I had a dog. I've had a couple dogs, and I went to a dog park on Mulholland, and there was a woman there who had a dog, and I said, what kind of dog is that? And she said, it's part dingo. And I said, a dingo ate my baby. And she went, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm thinking, how could you not be the only only person on the planet who doesn't know that's from a movie? That's amazing that she said that. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear that. And I was thinking... Oh, my God. Did you then explain the joke or you just gave up on her? Oh, no. I, I can't remember. I think I, I was shocked. I was shocked. So that was a fucked up dog park. That's a fucked up dog park. Were there any dog comedians in that park? You know what? I think you're on. I think for me, I could see your dog having a little corner of that huge park and just doing a bunch of stand-up. I come from a pretty big family. Right? I got 45 brothers and 73 mm-hmm. sisters. Yep. We all are stand-up comedians, if you yep. can believe it. Yes. Yep. I think you need to have an animated television show and not have somebody make you a dog costume. Really? Unless you want to have a dog costume. I mean, who's wearing a dog costume? Uh, that's where I want... That's the direction I want comedy to move into. I, have, there's, there's a, I think you're also living out a fantasy of the four-finger Disney character. I think that's what you really want. I went to one comedy show in L.A. and it was so miserable that I was like, wow. And watching people fail, who it wasn't an open mic. It was comedy. And then you just know that's going to be you. And that it, there's nothing like the terror in a comedian's face when things are not going well. And then they try to start trying too hard. And they rope in someone in the front row. Oh, don't sit in the front. If you're sitting in the front row, you're asking to be roped. You're a dogie. That's what you are. You're asking to be roped. You sit in the fucking front row with your new girlfriend who's wearing taffeta and shit. You're going to fucking, you're going to, it's all over. People still wear taffeta. Taffeta is a funny word. Taffeta is a funny word. It's something, uh, something you, you can wear or eat. Hmm. Saltwater taffeta. Mm-hmm. That's a Rhode Island thing, right? Rhode Island. If we were in Rhode Island, we could get clam fritters and dunk them in clam chowder. Oh my God! What are you doing? You're talking Monte Cristo and that. That's how I eat. That's why I'll be dead in a year. That's the problem with being a writer now in the in the TV industry. They basically are like kill yourself with the food. How could anyone have restraint? I mean, I told I would come home. My girlfriend would be like, "What did you eat today?" And I'd say, "I did pretty good." I had three cupcakes, <laughs> two bagels, a steak sandwich, and then for lunch I got the pork chops. <laughs> we had ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> three lattes. So you're right over here. We're at Paramount. Yeah. Or as we say in our home, Paramount. Oh. Everything can be bare. It's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. We're going to Bear Bank today. Nice. Just goes on and on. I want one more. Um... Jeez, now I'm... I put down spot. Yeah, I see, this spot. is what's going to happen when I'm on the... At the Ha Ha Cafe. <laughs> no, you... No, are no Ha Ha. No, 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 no. Judy Carter sat in the chair and said, you got a routine, you're going to know your routine, and then she said, here's the thing you do. If you go up on your routine, tell the audience that you've gone up on your routine. What does that mean? Room. If you don't remember it, it's like, I just lost, I can't remember my routine, because that's going to connect you to the audience. Now, I hope that this episode comes after the Judy Carter episode. Aren't you in control of that? No, I have um, 
my wonderful producer, Ian Foley. He's the one that, you know, I just kind of go, here we go. Is he a Foley artist? But he, he is a Foley artist. That know? was a good job. That was. I did that job. You I did? Had that job. When I first came out, I got paid $15 an hour to Foley a movie by myself in Crossroads of the World. You know where Crossroads of the World is? No. It's a, it's a fucking... Oh, that weird-ass fucking... What is that place with right. the wooden, like, oh. saloon? It's it's a crazy fucking place. Is it Sunset place. or Hollywood? It's on Sunset because it's down the street from what will soon be the late, great Cat and Fiddle. Uh, but wait, what is Crossroads of the World? It's offices, old offices from the 30s and the 20s that they made called the Crossroads of the World. And there was a Foley, there was a Foley studio there and I was a Foley artist. And I did an entire movie called Strike Force 3, which I thought was a baseball movie. But it was really a movie about uh, living in a submarine. Hey, did you have to take two empty Folgers coffee cans and make them be horse feet? Yeah, there's a lot of horses in submarines. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that should be a phrase. Yeah, like I need you, like, I need, like, a, like a submarine needs a horse. I love a horse. I've always wished I could have been a horse lesbian. Do you know what that means? It's nothing sexual. It's just a person with a ponytail riding a horse. It's a okay. particular kind of lesbian. Okay, okay, okay. Like okay. Jane Lynch. You know who's a, I'll tell you right now, Portia de Rossi, a horse lesbian. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. I had uh, Mel uh, Shimkovitz on the show yesterday. You did? Yeah. I know that person. Yeah. And she came up with this phrase that I'm going to repeat, but I'm sure that people aren't going to be. She's um, a kike dyke. She can say that. She can say that. I can say that. I can't. But I'm often mistaken for a Jew. Uh huh. Liebegott. Liebegott. What do you think? Liebegott. Definitely. Am oh, I giving definitely. off any vibes? You're giving off, like right now, I want to ask you when you, I want to ask you what temple you belong to. Uh, Wilshire. That's a good one. Way to go. Way to go. Um, <laughs> the, it's when I lived in New York, someone said, Do you want to be in a documentary about Jewish lesbians? <laughs> And I said, sure, but I'm not Jewish. And they said, what the fuck is Liebegott? I said, it's actually the name of the oppressor. But sometimes I wonder if I could be a secret Jew. Like you were a Jew until you, did you find like my Like my parents are hiding that from us. Right. Or your grandparents. Well, my mother's side is Italian, so I feel like there's a lot of crossover culturally with Italians and Jews. Uh -huh. Like, you know, a lot of eating. Fuck, we like the eating. Some, a little bit of guilt. But, oh, oh, oh. Menchi. Menchi. Look at you throwing the words around. Menchi. Yeah. Mensch is a nice word. Mensch is a nice word. Mensch is a really nice word. Unlike wife. Wife? What what do you what do you say? Nobody likes that word. Oh wife. No, no, that's not true. I loved I love when I was married and I got to see my wife. I fucking loved it. This is my wife. I'm proud of this person. We she married me. How long were you married? Only fourteen years. Oh. Life. It's Behind. long. It is long. Life is long. It is. It's really long. And it's long if you're in a relationship that you're not happy with. Oh, no. But I'm not anymore. I'm in a relationship that I'm very happy with right now. All right. So it all works out. I want everything to last forever. No, you don't. Even sandwiches at Cantor's. <laughs> Especially sandwiches at Cantor's, where Judy Carter <clears throat> is. You think she gets recognized? No. I think Nell Carter gets recognized more than Judy uh, Carter. Nell Carter. Gosh, I forgot about her. She's, she... What was the name of that show? Oh, don't even start. Was it well, good... you said you don't watch TV. My grandmother, we lived with our... My grandparents loved that show. They watched that all the time. What was that show that don't, she... Don't, I don't... Right now, people are screaming at their computers saying... Because don't... I don't know. I don't know. America. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, we can't go back in time and they can't help us right now. But you don't watch TV now? I need to. I keep, they keep mailing me these screeners. Yeah. And, but I don't have any way to... Do I go buy a DVD machine? There's a, probably another name for it other than a DVD machine. I can't remember what it would be called right it's now. It's not a VCR. I tried no. that and someone corrected me fiercely. Yeah. No, I do believe they're called DVD players. Oh, DVD But a player. machine would work too. Unless you're making a DVD, then that would be a DVD machine, I suppose. Hmm. 
But a screener, you can't just hold it up and look at it, Allie. You can't do that. You got to put it in a. In a, in a I bring them to my mom so she can watch them. You have to go all the way to Rhode Island. No, they live in Las Vegas now. Shut. But can I up. tell you something? I and I don't know if they're listening or not. I'm sure they won't be. But in the off chance that they are, I'm sorry. I'm about to say this. My father watched Wild, and he had read the book. And I was out of town when they watched it. I came home and I said, did you like it? Because he's a great outdoorsman. Uh He says, you know, what gets passed off for acting these days is mumbling. I couldn't understand anything they were saying. And I just watched Gone with the Wind yesterday and I understood every word in it. I said, Dad, I think I'm not positive. I don't know a ton. But that was maybe a different kind of acting where it was coming kind of more from a theatrical place. And also perhaps the boom mic wasn't around then. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe someone had to yell every single line. Right. Gone with the Wind. You know, I'd never seen it until two days ago. No. Yes. And I didn't know that there was someone got raped and then they passed it off that that was fine. Yeah. I was like, I mean, among the many other things to be discussed politically in Gone with the Wind. Not to mention they burned Atlanta down. I was like, what? Vivian Lee. You know who has a body like Vivian Lee? Flocka, my dog. Oh. 18 and a half inch waist. (laughs) She looks amazing. I look at somebody who has a waist like that and I think, where's your insides? Like, where did you put them? I love chubby people. I love chub. I saw a guy yesterday I went to pick up my friend at the airport, and he was like this chubby little guy. And I just thought chubby people are the best. You know who was chubby? Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. But Mel Shimowitz didn't tell you that, did she? No, she did. Did Judy no. Carter tell you that? No. Did Stephen Colbert dare to mention? Fozzie Bear when he was on your show? I think you're the first person to bring up Muppets. <laughs> Is that that's in the Muppets family? Yeah, yeah. I guess it is, but I only like him. I liked his personal. I liked his personal work. Uh, the Fozzie Bear personal work. Yeah, 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 yeah. His his stuff in, from Europe is much better, but you can't really get it here. If you were going to get a Fozzie Bear tattoo, and I'm not saying I'm about to, uh-huh. do you think it's better to just get Fozzie Bear the name in a heart with an arrow through it, or to get a portrait? love Posse Bear in the heart with the name. That name. That's kind of, I really it doesn't really it. get better than that, right? No, no. Because anybody could do, we saw, uh, my girlfriend and I were walking and we saw somebody with uh, a Monopoly character on their leg tattoo and I'm like, no, that's not working for me. This is not working for me. But Fozzie Bear with a heart that, the words Fozzie, Fozzie Bear. Bear. Right. I'm, I'm, maybe that's, I like that. Do you need another one? Do you want another one? Are you getting another one? I have so many tattoos. I mean, once you have so many, you just have to go forward. Right. There's and no make those kind of decisions. Well, when I say, but you corrected me, that the, that we're a planet heading towards the sun. Careening towards careening, the sun. Careening, careening towards the sun. Because I do, I was the one that said, you know, the neck, you're, you know, if you start somewhere, eventually you're going to have to get to the neck, right? Yes. The face. I feel like the face is the last place that people can get. That is truly shocking. Even the hands aren't shocking anymore. No. But if someone has their face tattooed, you know, back in the day, you used to be able to get disability in San Francisco. A lot of people got their face tattooed so they could get permanent disability and live off of it. Judy Carter tell you that? Nope. Now I'm I'm thinking about erasing the Judy Carter episode (laughs) and making them all you. Every single one. I could break up this episode into 191 different parts. Some of you repeating. But I also think I saw a guy with, he had head tattoos. He had head tattoos. And around his his scalp line was something, was a a phrase written in Spanish and in in handwriting script. Was it cursive? cursive? Cursive. Around his skull line. And I'm going, clearly you're done. You're clearly done. D-U-M-B. Done. D-O-N-E. Oh, D-O-N-E. You're done. That, you are done. Or, depending on what your your work is, you, maybe you're not done at all. Maybe, maybe you've just arrived. Maybe you are now the dawn. D-O-N. 
right. We went from the ah. Oh, we erased the e from done, and now you done. Wow, this is lava lamp talk. Yeah, it is. It is. This is a lava lamp talking. Listen, <laughs> listen. I just want to say right now, I've had some lava lamp today. So it could be the lava lamp talking. You know, Judy Carter did say she was a bit off today. She goes, I'm a little bit off. I'm like, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. The fucker had a lot to sell. I wonder I was what really she was going to get at Cantor's. She did not mention anything that she was going to get at Cantor's. She seemed very excited that she was getting going to Cantor's. Oh, man. I wish I, it, bet, I, I bet can't can catch still. her, probably. What's her new book? Well, you don't have to tell me about this. Oh, she this does. She has that. a new, new book coming out, too. Well, Judy, must be nice to write all the time. I just sat at my desk and did nothing, but oh, burned an inspirational candle this morning for three hours. See? And looked for an apartment. What does she do? She is the one that is helping you burn that inspirational candle by being inspirational. Oh, it's hard to write. All right, let's stop there. Can't get sadder than that. Mm, I don't find it's hard to write at all. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at www.davidrosowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at drosowski.